By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? This is Adam. Step into the Ring of Life with the 20 Tim Minutes Podcast. The Ring of Life. Welcome to 20 Tim Minutes, a podcast that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. Welcome to episode 40. That introduction was by my man, Adam. We became friends through the podcast through a mutual friend, mutual former guest, Adam Thank you for that introduction. It's the ring of life. That's what I'm here about. That's what I'm, that's what I'm about. Um, episode 40. Kind of crazy. Uh, I totally forgot it was going to be episode 40. but So that's like 220s. So 220 Tim minutes. 40 is the new 30. So this is actually episode 30, right? I love that. I'm getting too old. And someone's like, oh, 40 uh, is the new 30. It's like when someone's wedding gets rained on and someone's going to be like, well, it's good luck. No, you're just saying that to make them feel better. It's okay. Just be honest. Having your wedding on a rainy day, Alanis Moore said, that stinks. And I wouldn't I wouldn't want that to happen to anybody, you know? Wouldn't. Um, hopefully everyone's doing great. Um, I am recording this episode pretty late. Uh, I just got back from New York City. There's a song that not many people remember by ACDC, and it goes, I feel safe in New York City. Well, that was a lie. I did not feel safe at one point in that in that trip. I went out there for a uh, bachelor party for, with my great friend Jimmy. Um, had an absolute blast. Made a lot of new friends. Talked to a lot of random people. Put my stickers on pretty much everywhere I could. So if anything, I spruced that city up pretty well. Absolute pretty well. But I'll get into that. Uh, announce for this week's guest. I have Stephanie Simpson on, um, coach, speaker, and consultant. Her background in movement, meditation, trauma, and psychology. She partners with people and businesses, organizations to achieve their greatest potential uh, with the connection between mind, body, and spirit. That was a really good interview. Uh, she is uh, very smart, uh, very busy. She, I don't know how she gets any sleep, but the interview was really good. Um, I love these interviews I have because most of the people are like 10 times smarter than me. And uh, I get to ask like really dumb questions that other people are afraid to ask. Well, not afraid. They just don't know when to ask. But I'm really excited about that interview uh, coming out on Thursday. So, yeah, go check it out. Stephanie Simpson. Very good interview. So, yeah, got back from New York. I went out there for a weekend for a bachelor party, like I just said. Four-hour drive out there. Um me and my new buddy, Vin, I met him like once or twice and something happened where it was just me and him. So it was great. Just, I, it was like a professional Uber ride with the new guy, but four hours to New York, pretty good trip. Four hours back, kind of, kind of tough. There's supposed to be a hurricane, absolute dud named Henry with an I. I wouldn't trust that either. Absolute ugh, meteorologist, man. I'm, that's the one thing. It's like the running joke. It's like, they can be like the one job where they can be wrong like half the time and still keep their job. How did like how does that even work? Like how do meteorologists know but don't know? They're like, oh, here's the Doppler radar. It's gonna be coming. And then when it comes, it's like, no, just kidding. I don't, we don't know what that was or where it went. We know so much about everything, but the weather we're like, eh, whatever. Like back in the day, I always do this. I'm like, yeah, back in like the 1800s, so like the late 1800s, 
I always compare it to that. I think about like John Quincy Adams when there was like a severe s- snowstorm. They weren't running to the packy. They weren't running into stoppies to supply up. They were just wearing wool 365 days a year, walking through snow. Like they could have got like 50 inches. And then what do they do? They ran out of logs to keep the fire going. And those people survived. We can barely survive now. I would love to go back in time and just watch that. Like that was probably the worst use of a time machine. But those are the types of things that keep me up at night. How John Quincy Adams and the family survived snowstorms and the weather. Yeah, man, you just weather would happen back in the day. You just like, fuck, like, what do we do? Just got to deal with it. Absolutely got to deal with it. Um, but yeah, going out to New York City, I knew it was going to be anxiety ridden, which actually it wasn't. And I'll explain. But I knew going out because I don't really like big crowds and New York is very aggressive. I'm aggressive in my own way, but two different beasts. We actually stayed at a hotel that was right near the 9-11 Memorial. And that thing is beautiful and obviously sad, but it was really cool. I always find it weird when like people like take selfies in front of it. It's like, yeah, it's, it's not the type of thing to take a selfie in front of. Maybe like a Fenway Park game, take a selfie. But at the 9-11 Memorial, it's okay. Just Just look at everything. Don't even take a photo. You'll remember it. We all remember it. Just go pay your respects. But it was really cool to see that from the, the penthouse suite. <laughs> we were broing pretty hard. It was like the movie The Hangover. Just kidding. Uh, we were very polite that whole weekend. Um, but you know what it is too? It's like when I go places with anxiety. If I'm with like my good friends, I feel like I can put on like a show and kind of hide it because I'm making them laugh. It's always when like I'm by myself or very uncomfortable my anxiety gets to me. But the cool thing about like making new friends is I get to reuse all my jokes. It's the best. It's like doing another stand-up bit in a different city, which I pretty much did with new people. So that made me like feel like I like being the guy that like just goes out and like chats with the, whoever. Like, you know me. I'm just very obnoxious in the most polite way in the world. Um, but yes. Um, and then another buddy came out. So uh, Pat, shout out to your mom, Mrs. O'Brien. Heard you're a big fan. Uh, I gave him stickers, so he owes you stickers, okay? So go get those. Um, but yeah, we just had a really good time. Uh, I was only out there for two days, but we did a couple things, you know. We went to the driving range. I don't know how to golf. I don't know how to hold a club. I don't know how to swing. Everyone else had good form, and I was like, hey, can you take a photo of me swinging or a video? And my head was like hanging down like it was too heavy for my body. And then I swing it like a baseball bat. Um, but I never liked golf. Golf is too like slow for me. I need to be like bing, bing, bing. So every shot that I hit was like a curveball or a slider. Um, but I, like, I get it. Like, it's like, hey, let's do some beers and do the back nine. I'm like, I'm good. So I'll, I'll never go golfing with anybody. I've been on other bachelor parties where like, all right, we're going to go golf. Like, I'll be at the casino. Sorry. Because um, I don't want to put myself in a place where like I'm potentially going to be a wet blanket. Obviously, driving range is totally different. You can just whack the ball a couple of times. You're like, all right, I'm going to go sit down and eat some uh, pretzels. Um, but yeah, just golf. Too boring too boring but it was funny because i was taking my stickers and sticking them all over the city and there's some good photos i got but then we go out out to the bar and i would get pretty inebriated a little bit and again i don't really care of uh going up to people and talking to them especially girls i've always been that of a flirt um which is uh which is okay i wouldn't say everyone's a fan of it um but like I don't, like even then I would like, I would go up to them and because like this guy's there with us that, that are single and I don't mind getting denied I got nothing to lose they're the one who's single <laughs> y'all lost but there'd be times I'll be like hey 
Uh, I'm not hitting on you, but do you have 20 minutes to spare? Well, let me tell you about something. And it was super funny because I would just hand them out to random people. Like I was walking by and there was like a group of girls. And I just stared them all in the eye and like gave them stickers and just walked away. Um, and there was an old lady on a bench uh, sleeping. And I threw my sticker in her bag. And uh, I want to see her reaction when she woke up to empty that bag. Or if she was dead, uh, that would be really sad. But I would probably be the number one suspect. Like, oh, yeah, all she had was her food and this one sticker from 20 to 10 minutes. And I got people knocking at the door. But bad publicity is good publicity. Is that what it is? I don't know. But, yeah, I was sticking those things everywhere and just handing them out. And what's funny was, um, again, like, people thought I was, like, hitting on them. I was like, no, I'm just, the song's good. Let's boogie, whatever. Um, and I was talking to one couple. And uh, I was like, yeah, I got a podcast on mental health. And, like, she was like, all in on it. And we were talking back and forth uh, about our our dilemmas, you know, a little bipolar two, a little eating disorder. We showed off our, our tattoos to one another, like my little bipolar tattoo I have. I forget when, what hers looked like because I was pretty much on the verge of uh, not remembering stuff. It was good to like let loose this weekend because I do have to go back to work. So I'm not going to be getting, I'm not going to be going hard in the paint anymore for boozing. Um which isn't good anyway. Like for me, I just, I just don't like drinking that much because I don't like feeling terrible in the morning. But when you're on vacation a little bit, like hangovers kind of don't happen anymore. I made sure I'm not taking any shots. Um, but I did stay out until like 4 a.m. because I heard bars were open up till 4 a.m. and everyone kind of passed out. Um, so I lost a couple of people went and went to the bar and uh, I left one or whatever. And um, I'm not, I shouldn't drink tequila. Tequila is, is tough. It's tough. Did one of those. I was like, all right, I'm going back. And then on my way back, I'm just like Instagramming my story about New York City. And there was just rats everywhere. I was just screaming into my phone saying how much of a dump New York City was. Like I should have been stabbed. I might have been. I don't know. I have a big cut on my shin. You know, like when white girls like, oh my God, why did I get this bruise? Like that's what happened to me. I don't remember getting it. And it was like the first night. Well, I'm like, look at these bruises. I don't know how I got it. Yeah, you probably walked into a bunch of shit and fell down the stairs. Um, but I got some good pizza. Love good pizza. Absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, with eating disorders, I, that's another topic I want to get into. Uh, I know um, I talked to it with about um, Mary Grace with the uh, Love Brain, one of my earlier interviews. But I was always thinking about that. Like, No one's mental health is like worse or better than – well, personally, I think some mental health cases are like kind of worse – to deal with but again you can't compare mental health it's not a fucking game um but people with eating disorders that can get over them that's like they should be really proud of themselves like that's not fucking easy like we eat every day and some people are like well i'm not gonna eat because i have body images or i'm gonna binge eat and just throw it up or take like laxatives and like just get it out of my system like that fucking sucks like i couldn't imagine having to deal with that like mentally you're like wow i look like shit but you look good it's I, I don't know. That one bums me out. But I think the people that can get by it and get the help for an eating disorder, like that's a fucking win. I definitely want, I got to find more people to talk to about that because I don't know anything about. Um, like I know bulimia and anorexia. There's got to be other ones too. I know anorexia is the one where um, I think it's more body image and like you don't eat because that's how you feel. And then bulimia, I think is the one where you get, uh, you try to make yourself like throw up because of that. But yeah, I don't even like throw like who like oh man, I'm, like I hate throwing up. I I throw up so loud, and I I haven't thrown up in a long time. That's why I wasn't doing shots really this weekend. 
But man, I'll wake some people up when I'm shy. Because I can't, when I put a Q-tip in my left ear, I gag. I don't know why. Is that a thing? Can someone like message me on the side and be like, yeah, everything's connected. But the only time I gag from a Q-tip is when it's in my left ear. And, uh, but yeah, throwing up fucking sucks. Um, I don't even know where I was going with this, but just shout out to not throwing up because that's where it's at. Drink some water. It's crushing waters too. I gotta get better on that. I've been, uh, so I'm going back to work, right? And, uh, the time I had off was good. I needed to reset and everything. Um, kind of anxious going back because you're going to have like that thing being like, oh, is everything all right? What like, what happened? I'm just going to be like HIPAA. HIPAA is what happened. Um, just awkward to like be – it's always – it's like awkward to be out with a mental health disorder because if you're like sick, sick, you just stay home. But it's like – well, me being home is driving me crazy. Uh, just not like in a sense but like in a sense like I'm just – feel like I'm in an asylum. And I need to get like out in fresh air. But like when you're sick, you're like, I can't go out. My mom's going to be pissed. Um, but yeah, I do feel good. I think I'm ready to go back. I, I got cleared by my doctor and my therapist, talked with them, uh, which was really good. Uh, I can't say enough nice things about my therapist. And again, I saw the nurse practitioner. She was a fucking sweetheart, which all nurse practitioners are the best. Um, I had, what's the, so what is the nurse to a nurse practitioner? She just the the nurse intern nurse verse i don't know but either way i had them cracking up because i pretty much said that to them like hey why are you guys better than doctors she did the old like haha but i'm like she was like i know you're serious and we feel the same but yeah nps love you guys um but yeah i just definitely nervous about going back um just like i just don't like those conversations and i don't have to have those conversations with people it's like none of their business but it's one thing that kind of irks me you know what else irks me too is like when you do open up to somebody and I know they're trying, but like when they compare their struggles to you, like, I know like misery loves company, but it's like a different one. It's like my worst could be your best and your best could be my worst. You know what I'm saying? Uh, someone said that to me and I thought that was really smart. And I, I just, I just, oh, it irks me. It's like, well, I'm dealing with this and blah, blah, blah. Like I ain't you. I ain't you. I appreciate it. And I hope you're getting the help, but I ain't you. So if you do stuff like that, please uh, refrain from that. And you know what to refrain? I, someone put a meme about this. Refrain from commenting on people's bodies when they're like skinny. Again, like someone might have anorexia problems and you're like, oh my God, eat, eat a hamburger. Like you just don't fucking gain weight from one hamburger. First off guy. But I think it's fair enough. Like I don't care what shape your body is. Like just, I, I want everyone to feel confident in their own skin. But if you're going to be like, oh my God, you're like, when people say to me, like, oh my God, you're so little. It's like, oh my God, you're so skinny. It's like, okay, uh, you're very large and unhealthy. It's stuff like that. Like, I don't want to say mean things, but I clap back pretty quick. So I feel like it should, like, it, it is even. It's like, you don't know, like, I, I might have issues that I, I don't like being short. I don't like being bald. So it's like, you're going to make fun of my weight. It's like, okay, let's say facts about you. And it's, it doesn't mean you're a bad person, but. If we're going to point out the obvious and try to make a joke about it, I'll do it right back. But I try not to be a dick. You know me? Just because a guy does a mental podcast doesn't mean he can't start some shit. Am I right? I feel like I'm going to get a lot of shit for that comment, by the way. Um, no one else was crazy about New York. We had to get fucking, uh, like, I had to download an app and put my COVID card on there. And, like, we had to show people apps to get into places. Like, shit's getting nuts. It's freaking nuts. I thought that was bizarre. This COVID thing right now, huge toss up. Don't know what, don't know what's going on anymore. Very scared. 
not really, but I just don't want to deal with all that shit. Um, but awesome thing that happened to me was I was checking my phone. I was trying not to be on my phone too much, but you know, you got to got a stunt on the gram sometimes 20 10 minutes on the instagram be sure to follow it was uh i always talk about them that app application uh, they don't they don't give me any money for this but they're a really good app if you do like say you have spotify you have all the music in the way if you want something like strictly podcast and plus this is going to help me out if you use it um you, it's just like all podcast and uh my show for the health and wellness for this week was number one Number one through all the indie podcasts. It just felt like so good to finally like get there because I was in like the top 20, top 10. And I just kept working and working. So just to see that, even if it's just for the week, fucking awesome. Uh, I was very proud of myself. I was almost crying in the club. I was like, I fucking did it. I did it. And they're like, what are you crying about? I'm like, take this sticker. Go put it somewhere and never forget me. I, I'll definitely know if no one took those stickers seriously or threw them away. Because if I don't get one follower being like, oh my God, I... Thanks for the stickers. They're very odd. Um, and the best was when I gave the stickers to some people. Like, is this you? And I was like, nah. My name's Tom. 40 Tom Minutes. I'm the new 30. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Um, I have a lot of good interviews coming up. Um, I don't like don't want to ruin them. I kind of like just like telling people like week of because I got a lot of cool ones coming up. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of different backgrounds. I always said that. It's like... I, I love taking on like interviews that I wouldn't say like are tough, but people that aren't really talking about them. I always uh, talk about my girl. Like I always, I, I'm glad that I talked to Rochelle Rose on early on because one, it was a great interview. Two, she's a great person. And three, the topic we did was on postpartum. So I always kind of lead with that when I talk to people because like on the outside looking in, like I'm a very, I'm a big goofball. Uh, I mess around, I make jokes, but I can't be serious, so that's what this show is about, is being serious with, like, a smile. Break the stigma by cracking a smile, am I right? So I showed them, I'm like, hey, I did a, like, I'm a white dude uh, with no kid. I don't know what a white has to do with it. I always say that to people. I'm like, I'm just another bald white guy doing a podcast with a beard. You know what I mean? Like, that's the same thing. So I always lead with that. But, again, has nothing to do with that right now. But I'm a male uh, with no kids uh, talking about a woman's body uh, in an interview. Like, I was sweating that whole interview, but I appreciate her for taking the time and working with me. And I can use that to help out my podcast. Um, which isn't like, like, Oh yeah, thanks. Like you're going to make my podcast good. It's like, no, I I wanted to do that. We had a good conversation and I want to show people that I am serious about taking on, uh, pretty much any topic. So I do have like random people reaching out, but if you know somebody that might be a good fit for my podcast for interviews, shoot them a message. I usually do like 15 minute consultations with guests. Um, potential guest there's, a, there's only been a couple added not deny but that's always anxiety ridden too like saying no to somebody and my buddy um taylor with the uh, waffle shop podcast he's like hey man it's your baby do what you want with it I'm like that's true and then uh i didn't do that i just didn't reply to an email um yeah man i'm gonna contact the podcaster that has a shit ton of anxiety and i can't write an email back or say no to anybody um but yeah, that's funny. But I'm, I'm so glad that you guys rocked with me on episode 40. That's kind of a big achievement. 40 is the new 30. So this is technically episode 30, I think. I don't know. One of these days, I'm just going to skip an episode, like number-wise, and just fucking confuse you guys. But I'm not going to mention it. Like, only the diehards will remember because of episode 40. But if I go from, like, episode 62 to 64, don't even say anything. Don't even point it out. 
Okay, then I'll know who the real fans are. So keep an eye on that. But let's finish with this. Um, I was pretty lazy with this, but TV recommendation. I might have done this. I probably did season one, but I gave it another watch. I think you should leave with Tim Robbins in season two. Season one was an A plus. I would say this one's more of a B minus, but it's fucking funny. The hot dog scene, the guy who can't drive, and the guy that's trying to eat someone's burger is like laugh out loud funny. I'm joking. I'm joking. So I think you should leave season two on Netflix. Please watch that so we can make references. Uh, one of the buddies that I met uh, in New York, that's pretty much how we talked to each other, was I think you should leave quotes, which is a different language to me. If we can, so yeah, watch that show. Oh, wait, did I? Yeah, I definitely recommended it before, but throwback. My brother, growing up, my brother, uh, he still does. Like He has a great taste in music. Um, so growing up, I remember him having the Beck album. And I fucking love Beck. I kind of forget about Beck sometimes. So the Devil's Haircut, I remember being really young and just really liking that song. It's like, boom, 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 boom. Go listen to that song. If you don't like Beck, you got to like Beck. Like, who doesn't like Beck? I just like saying it. Beck, Beck, Beck. Guys, I love you so much. Thank you for rocking with me yet again. 20 Tim Minutes. Go to 20timminutes.com for more information on your host and the podcast. Uh, I still have a shit ton of t-shirts left and a couple hats left. It'd be pretty cool if someone bought some. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that'd be pretty neat. Uh, you can also go to my Buy Me a Coffee, which that's kind of stalling out right now. I'm not, like, begging, but just keep sharing the podcast. We'll, we'll get We'll get it out there someday. Um, but you know what I'm going to say? I love you guys and have a good one. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.